0: hey it's nathan and this is day 73 of the bible in 90 days today we finish matthew and move into the gospel of mark matthew 27 begins tragically with judas hanging himself the scene then transitions to jesus before pilate where he's asked are you the king of the jews you have said so jesus replied after a brief conversation Pilate offers the crowd a choice between Jesus and a violent Barabbas. And to Pilate's shock, the crowd demands Barabbas. What shall I do then with Jesus, who is called the Messiah? Pilate asked. They all answered, crucify him. Yet Pilate found him innocent, washed his hands and declared, it is your responsibility. All the people answered, his blood is on us and on our children. Jesus was then flogged and delivered over to be crucified. Then the governor's soldiers took Jesus into the praetorium and gathered the whole company of soldiers around him. Here they mocked and tormented him. Then they led him away to crucify him. As Jesus carried his cross toward the place of execution, he fell beneath its weight, and a man, Simon of Cyrene, was compelled to carry it instead. Jesus was then stripped of clothing and crucified between two criminals. A sign placed above his cross read, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. The crowd mocked. He saved others, they said, but he can't save himself. Darkness covered the land from noon to three, and then Jesus cried out, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, Why have you forsaken me? Not long after, when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. At that same moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and a great earthquake occurred. The result? Many holy people who had died were raised to life. Following Jesus' death and the earthquake, the terrified centurion who had charge of the execution declared, Surely he was the Son of God. Jesus' body is then requested by a rich man, Joseph, who then buries him in his own new tomb. The chapter ends with spooked religious leaders requesting Pilate to post a guard around the tomb. Pilate acquiesces. Matthew 28, by the way, a chapter you really should read, is the story of Jesus' resurrection. Women arrive at the tomb in the early morning, to whom an angel says, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. And the tomb is empty. The women hurry away from the tomb to spread the news. But before they arrive, Jesus meets them, instructing, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers... Go to Galilee. There they will see me. Meanwhile, the guards who had been at the tomb take a terrifying report to the religious leaders. The tomb is empty. They are quickly silenced with a bribe. The chapter ends with Jesus and his now 11 disciples spending their final moments together and Jesus giving them his last instructions. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And now we're in Mark. It's worth noting that much of Mark and, of course, the other Gospels share common material as they recount the same story. Mark 1 begins with, John the Baptist's ministry, the whole Judean countryside, and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him. He called them to repent, baptized them, and told of the coming Messiah. One day Jesus came to the river, himself to be baptized. Then he went out to be tested in the wilderness. After, John was put in prison, and Jesus began to proclaim the good news of God. He called his first disciples, Simon and Andrew, James and John, beside the sea. These events are followed by Jesus delivering a demon-possessed man while at the synagogue. And news about him spread quickly over the whole region of Galilee. Next, Jesus healed Peter's mother-in-law, and that evening, many more. Very early the next morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Then he and his disciples headed off to another town to preach and heal. The last story of the chapter is of a man with leprosy being healed and then told to keep quiet. Instead, he went out and began to talk freely, spreading the news. As a result, Jesus could no longer enter a town openly, but stayed outside in lonely places. Yet the people still came to him from everywhere. Mark 2 tells the incredible story of a paralytic being forgiven and then healed. While the story is told in Matthew, what's left out is that the man's friends had let him down through the roof because they couldn't get in the crowded house any other way. Following this incident, Levi, also known as Matthew, was called to follow Jesus and a party held at his house where Jesus declared to the snobbish religious leaders, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Mark also tells us about the disciples being questioned about fasting, and then the story of Jesus and his disciples being accosted for their supposed violation of the Sabbath. The chapter ends with Jesus declaring, the Sabbath was made for man, Not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. Mark 3 begins with Jesus healing a man with a shriveled hand in the synagogue on the Sabbath, an act which infuriated the religious leaders. Then the Pharisees went out and began to plot with the Herodians how they might kill Jesus. Mark then tells us that Jesus withdrew with his disciples to the lake and a large crowd from Galilee followed. Sometime after this, Jesus appointed the twelve that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach and to have authority to drive out demons. The final section of the chapter finds both Jesus' family and the religious leaders coming down hard on him. The religious leaders accuse him. He is possessed by Beelzebub, by the prince of demons. He is driving out demons. Jesus quickly refutes them. The chapter ends with Jesus declaring, Whoever does God's will is my brother and sister and mother. Mark 4 finds Jesus teaching the people in parables by the lake, while sitting just offshore in a boat. The first parable is the one about the seeds scattered on various kinds of soil, recorded also in Matthew 13. Then Jesus tells of a lamp on a stand, about the way a seed grows, and about a mustard seed. He did not say anything to them without using a parable. But when he was alone with his own disciples, he explained everything. The final story in the chapter tells of Jesus in the middle of a raging storm, asleep, in a boat. He's awakened by his panicked disciples and calms the storm, then asks, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? The chapter ends. They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Mark 5, by the way, another chapter well worth reading, records two incredible stories. The first, a detailed account of a wild, demon-possessed man restored to sanity and then sent back to his people to tell his incredible story. The second is about Jesus resurrecting a synagogue leader's daughter and healing a woman who'd suffered a bleeding disorder for 12 years, trying everything to get better. Both stories are referenced in Matthew, though the accounts differ slightly, and Matthew records far less detail. Mark 6 begins with Jesus receiving no honor in his hometown when visiting on a Sabbath. Next, Mark tells of the disciples being sent out two by two to heal and teach, interestingly, On this matter, Matthew contains far more detail than Mark. The chapter then tells of John's beheading and offers significantly more detail about the event than does Matthew. Then we're told that the disciples return from their mission assignments and Jesus invites them, Come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. Unfortunately, the people track them down. And it's in this setting that Jesus teaches and heals and then performs the first mass feeding with five loaves and two fish. After the people are fed, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to Bethsaida while he dismissed the crowd. After leaving them, he went up on a mountainside to pray. Later that night, the disciples are caught in a vicious storm and Jesus walks on the water to meet them the storm stilling as soon as he's in the boat. Interestingly, Mark leaves out the part about Peter walking on the water. Upon arriving at the other side, Jesus is again thronged by the people. Mark 7 begins with an extended dialogue between Jesus and the religious leaders about their habit of setting aside the commandments of God in order to observe your own traditions. The argument had all begun over an accusation that the disciples didn't wash their hands before eating. Jesus concluded, What comes out of a person is what defiles them. For it is from within, out of a person's heart, that evil thoughts come. The next section of the chapter tells of the healing of a Greek mother's demon-possessed little girl. The final story is of Jesus healing a man who was deaf and could hardly talk. Mark 8 begins with another mass feeding from seven loaves and a few small fish. After this, Jesus and his disciples cross to the other side. The chapter also records Jesus warning the disciples to watch out for the yeast of the Pharisees and that of Herod. Next, we come to the story of a blind man in Bethsaida being healed and told to go straight home. We next find Jesus asking his disciples, Who do people say that I am? To which Peter replies, You are the Messiah. The disciples are told to keep quiet. Jesus then predicts his death. The chapter ends with Jesus telling the crowd, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. Mark 9 records the story of the transfiguration, and the healing of the demon-possessed boy, both of which are recorded in Matthew. We then find Jesus predicting his death for a second time, followed by an intense argument among the disciples about who was the greatest. Jesus' response? Anyone who wants to be first must be the very last and the servant of all. Then he held a little, little child and said, Whoever welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me does not welcome me but the one who sent me. Along the way, the disciples came across someone driving out demons in Jesus' name. Jesus instructed, Do not stop him, Jesus said, for no one who does a miracle in my name can in the next moment say anything bad about me. For whoever is not against us is for us. The final part of the chapter is a strong warning. If anyone causes one of these little ones, those who believe in me, to stumble, it would be better for them if a large millstone were hung around their neck and they were thrown into the sea. And that's all for today.